podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Oh, friend! Friend! Fucking football friend! Hello and welcome back to the Liverpool Groove. You know who I am, you know who Jay is, uh, but as you can see, we're joined by two new faces for the podcast who uh, hopefully will be joining us very regularly going forward. So we're joined today by Neil McMillan and Craig Farager. How are you doing, boys? Sound, mate. Yeah, really good. Yeah, yeah, sound, sound. Good stuff. Really excited to have you join us. Uh, and I say it's going to be hopefully a long, long partnership with you. So really excited to have you on here. Um, just want to get let you introduce yourselves a little bit to, to our listeners. So, uh, Neil, just tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got started supporting the Reds. I've been a, a, a big Liverpool fan for over three decades. Uh, remember watching my first game with my, in my mum's uh, in my mum's room, uh, NTL box. Remember the old NTL box, Liverpool v Newcastle four three was one of the first games I remember sort of sticking in my mind. And then from that moment on, I mean, when we say uh, hooked, hooked is the wrong word. I'd say addicted, completely addicted to Liverpool. Uh, been to over a, over 150 games, I think, in my life. I know it's, you know a lot of people go to more, but I've been to, considering the first 25 years of my life, I lived 150 miles away from the ground. Uh, that's not too bad. Uh, now living in Anfield, so looking out my window right now, you can see the ground, so I'm about as close as they come. Uh, but I've done a lot uh, in my life. With Liverpool, been to Wembley three times. We lost every every time. So I'm not allowed... Oh, to bands, aren't you? Not allowed back on band. <laughs> I told you that when I first met you. Uh, some great nights I've had at Anfield, uh, even working at Anfield. Uh, I worked at Anfield during the pandemic and just before the pandemic. Uh, so I've had some incredible highs with the club, uh, lifting the trophy when we won the league. The next day after we lifted it was incredible. Uh, and a few other trophies as well. I think four. I think there's four we lifted that year, wasn't it? So I managed to do that, which is great. But honestly, just a normal lad from a council estate that loves his football. I and mean, Liverpool's my life, always has been. And uh, I'm now doing obviously a bit of, a bit of work for DTV TV, uh, which is Doubters of Believers, which is must you know a little a little fan channel that I do around the ground, bringing videos to supporters, uh, coach welcomes. We go live in the ground as well when match days are on. So, yeah, so basically just Liverpool's my... People say you uh, shouldn't fit your life around a football club, but I certainly do. Uh, and I'm involved in non-league football with the non-league Reds as well, who are a thousand Liverpool fans, set them up. So, if you can, if you know, if you, you know, what have you, what have you done for your football club? I think I've nearly done everything you can do, supported them, home and away, worked for them. And now I'm helping push. I'm helping push the non-league Reds as well. So yeah, I love the club and I love going to Anfield. That's that's me basically. <laughs> Absolutely perfect. Uh, and how about yourself, Craig? What about how did you get started with us? Um, well, it's really been family and everything stuff like that. My granddad's a big Red, um, so we got me into watching Reds. Um, we had seen growing up when I was young and stuff. Um, a lot of the games from Michael Owens and stuff. Obviously, you don't really want to remember him. But, but um, other than that, yeah, just throughout my life, I've been to the finals, in, a lot of them, more when we were in, um, when we were in um, the Stadium. I remember that against um, Arsenal, when we come back, back and we beat 2-0 on. Um, sorry, 2-1, but yeah, the connection's yeah, not um, the best, so we're just jumping a bit. Sorry, 2-1, but yeah, the connection's not the best, so we're just jumping a bit. Sorry about that, but yeah, 
family members got me into sporting the Reds, and I have I haven't looked back. Jordan Sweet and O'Neill was there. Obviously, I can't go on after that, but yeah, man, short and sweet. Family got me into it, and I haven't looked back. Yeah, perfect. Um, so obviously, like you said, Neil, you've got obviously the uh, DTB TV. Um, how, how's that been going for you lately? Well, I started uh, DTB TV in February, and that was more or less. I've been doing these sort of videos for nearly three or four years, and then I decided to myself, right, I'm trying to push it to the next level now. And we did the uh, sure a lot of you can remember, even the ones listening in. Uh, we did the flag welcome for Everton when we played Everton in the uh, in the league, and we lost that, by the way. Which, you which are a not, jinx, aren't you? Yeah, I am a jinx, isn't it? It's not going well, is it? <laughs> but uh, no, I think we'd lost four in, four at home before that. I think that's the reason why I called on fans to give me a little bit of a hand. And all it was was a little video just saying, come on, we've got to do something. We've got to send a message to the players because we'd lost four in a row at Anfield. And I just felt we needed to do something. And it was just dire going through that pandemic and obviously working at the ground when it was empty. It felt soulless. I mean, I just wanted to just to just make people smile again. And some of the comments I got, I mean, unbelievable. I remember John Aldridge saying to me as well, he said, did you do this? I said, yeah. I said, but it wasn't just me. I said, this was everybody. Now, bear in mind, we were in a pandemic. I couldn't get in my door coming back from work. I was trying to push my door. Parcel after parcel after parcel was coming from Ireland, from Spain, from, yeah, I know, coronavirus and that. I'm not sure the police weren't too happy about it, but uh, but there's nothing I could do about it. To be honest with you, I'm just a normal lad. I didn't expect it to go as big as it did, but we were decorating the street for all morning, weren't we? All morning. And it was unbelievable. I mean, we, I think it was 150 flags and we had so many scarves that we literally used the railings of the Anfield Road end to like tie them to. And I remember kids stop, stopping their, with their parents and, and in the cars and taking photos. And we had a, we had a life-size clock that we, that we taped to the lamppost. And I can remember him having loads of hickeys and, and loads of lipstick marks all over his neck because all the birds were attacking him. But it was, just, it was just mad and it was just great. And I remember Klopp saying afterwards that they got the message, but they didn't think they needed the message. But Klopp's always been like that. He, 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 I know the players, because we've seen the players... They were, they were videoing it going past. So, you know, obviously we didn't get the result we wanted, but the message wasn't about getting us the result. The message was about that even though we can't come and watch you, we're, we're here. We're here. And we did that. We called it, what did we call it? Uh, the, the, a coach welcome. It was a, a ghostly coach welcome where it was like spirit rather than physical people. And it went brilliant. It went viral. It went all over the world. Uh, and I just wanted to kick on. But I don't do it for that. I just do it. Listen, I'm always around the ground anyway. So I, if I can share it to 10 people that enjoy it. I remember one lad messaged me during the pandemic saying that I'd kept him going through the pandemic because Liverpool's his only thing he knows. And the fact is, all they were worrying about was, was football going to return? And I was doing everything. I was doing live videos. Uh, I'm watching all the German football. Because remember, right, the German football came back first. Bundesliga started as going again, didn't it? Yeah. And I was I was watching that and I was reading doctors saying this and saying that. Once I knew the German league had started again, I knew that our league would continue. And uh, my videos kept kept fans going and that's worth your weight in gold for me. Uh, you know, bringing Anfield to their doorsteps, what I called it. So yeah, DTB TV is that. And the, the title of it, I got from Klopp's uh, interview where he said, I'm going to turn you from doubters to believers. Now that name never really took off until recently. But when I started my Doubt us to believe his Facebook page, 
two and a half year ago, no one really used that saying. Now it's on T-shirts, it's everywhere. Yeah. Because I just I just knew what he meant by that straight away. So that's it, mate. Really. Yeah, it's great. It's it's a great channel as well. I'm sure many <clears throat> many of our listeners have have already checked it out and will know what you bring. So your content's fantastic, and hopefully you can uh, help us get to your kind of levels because uh, we we definitely need that kind of help at the minute. Yeah, but um, no worries, no worries, mate. so. Let's let's move on. Let's talk about the game at the weekend. Uh, I personally was worried about the game a little bit because I thought Arsenal had been playing really well this season, but um, we fucking smashed them, didn't we? It was it was easy in the end. Uh, what what was what was your thoughts about it, Jay? Yeah, I was the same. I seen the seen the start eleven, and I wasn't wasn't sure. Uh, I haven't seen the best of Thiago yet. I was made up to see Fabinho playing. And uh, I looked at that bench and I thought, if, if we can't win it in like the first 60 minutes, we're going to struggle a little bit. Um, again, and then moments in the match, that Fabinho tackle, that that won us the game for me. As soon as he goes in and wins that ball, takes the man and the crowd lifted. And then all the argument with Arteta and, and Klopp, again, the crowd lifted another notch. And he was just like pressing monsters like we've seen before. Mane was like a man possessed. Um, and even he wasn't doing nothing overly brilliant in the first 10 minutes. He was giving the ball away a lot, but he was hungry, and then it, it, it caught on, and I thought he was just brilliant. They were faultless for most of the game. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, like I say, that tackle was a was a bit of a turning point in the game, and obviously you had um, Arteta kicking off a clop for um, I think it was Mane going up for the header with Tommy Ashley, wasn't it? Uh, what, <clears throat> what, did, what did you make of that moment, Craig? Uh, we definitely thought, obviously, it was a turning point. Um, you, see, you heard it, the crowd. Um, as soon as you see that, obviously, the little confrontation, the crowd just after that. It was just a thoughtless performance from all the lads. Um, I couldn't really say he was a bad player on the pitch. Uh, I think everyone gave it all, and at the end, we did, we just smashed them. Well deserved. Yeah, it was a it was a great performance, like you say. That was a turning point. Um, I still don't really know what it was about. I think I don't know if it was Arteta trying to get a red card for Manny when there was nothing in it. Was the it was a it was contact. Yeah, it's just it was just the standard two players going up for Edda, um, and mm-hmm. Manny won it. So there was nothing in it, but it got the crowd yeah. going. It was the lift we needed, um, and then we took over from there. Um, yeah, I think. We, I think we've probably seen the best side of Trent again in that game. He, I think he had a bit of a shocker against West Ham, uh, but we've seen what he truly brings to the ta- to the table in that game. Um, how, how did you rate his performance, Neil? Outstanding as always. Uh, going back to the the day of the game, this is a Klopp thing that I think he's thirty seven years supporting Liverpool. I've never been so calm now in in get on match days. I, I generally don't fear nerves like I used to. We we were watching the Man United game when we were five nil up. In fact after two nil. And it's uh, in terms of individual performance, it's what you expect from these players because they rarely have West Ham was a was a bit of a blip. But the bumps in the road with Liverpool are very rare. And it goes down to the, the attitude of the players. I mean I thought Trent was phenomenal, but I tell you what, I thought Thiago was outstanding. I mean, he reminds me so much of Xavi Alonso, the way he just sits and he just conducts every pass with tempo. He starts off everything. And Trent, the best, the best set-piece deliverer, the best crosser of the ball since Beckham, in my opinion. 
So you know, in my era, it was Beckham that could put it on a on a on on anyone's head. If you if you was a centre forward for Man United, you were guaranteed to score goals because of Beckham's right foot. It's the same with Trent. It's the same with Trent. So for me, he's outstanding. I thought Costas. Now I'm going to be honest here. I was not his biggest fan last year because I didn't like the fact that a lot of his training photos, he was laughing and joking. He was never playing for us. I'm thinking, what's what's this lad doing here? Wow, how wrong am I? He is absolutely outstanding. And the fact that we haven't conceded a goal either in every game he's played in. I didn't know that until I read the stat that Cara said the other day. So he's, he's played, I think he's played nine games for Liverpool. We've won every one and we haven't conceded a goal. And, and that's incredible. And, and it's more than that. He's got a wand of a left foot and he drives at people. I like his attitude as well. I remember a few weeks back when he had that sort of tussle and he's falling over and he's still winning the ball. And I'm thinking, I like this lad. This is Sunday League, yeah. guy, you know, never giving up. You know, I like that attitude. So he was great. But then I look at it and I think, Mane, I love Mane, he's a terror. But I think the best player on the pitch, in my opinion, was definitely, definitely Thiago for me. He just, he just dictated the whole game. And I think he's underrated, especially by some of our fans. I mean, a lot of them don't see what he does because he, he makes it look so easy. So for me, I mean, Trent was outstanding. Salah's just unbelievable. I mean, the team, and the best moment for me was Tyler Morton coming on and Klopp just doing that little bit where he lifts him up. I mean, if you ever, ever, ever played football in your life, you would run for a brick wall for your manager if you look, if you look for him. You go to the trenches with it. If he said to me, now I charge and you were going to die, I'd charge. That's yeah. what Klopp makes you like. So, that, yeah, so great win. But I said to Craig, <laughs> I said, it's Arsenal, mate. Come on, their record at Anfield, shocking. They're not going to be anything other than done by about 20 minutes. But they lasted a little bit longer than 20 minutes this time. So, great win, 4-0 up the Reds. Yeah, like you say, it was fantastic. Um, yeah, Tyler Morton, great moment. Uh, he's deserved a dog, in fairness to him. He's yeah. played well when he's played in the League Cup. Uh, I think it was the, the Norwich game where he came on at half-time and he, he controlled the game from that point onwards. Um, and we've mentioned it ourselves on previous episodes about Thiago. He is mm-hmm. underrated by our fans because we haven't had the opportunity to see the best of him. He's always he's he's been getting injured. He's been getting a run of games and then getting injured a bit like a bit like Kater, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, but not probably not to as much of an extent as him. But you're definitely right. I think Thiago, when he's on form, there's not a player like him in the league, and he's no. he's unplayable. Um, one player I thought played really well in the midfield, and he's been really pushing on the last few weeks is Ockley Chamberlain. Yeah. Um, yeah. What, Definitely what did, agree. What did you make of his performance, Jay? Ah, brilliant. Again, driving forwards. He's having a game out of scruff of the neck like you'd expect a centre midfielder to do when there wasn't a pocket to pass into. He'd drive forward and he'd just, he'd force it. Um, I thought he was absolutely spot on. I think he come on a few weeks ago and he didn't play great and everyone was like, that's him done. And then he pushed on and he's pushed on a bit more and a bit more and Game by game, he's getting better and better. He's getting back to that option the Champions League season mm-hmm. where everything he's done look, looks great. So, as long as he keeps working hard and that, that, you can't really take him out of the team, really, to be honest, at the moment. He hasn't done a thing wrong. Absolutely. I think he's he's had to prove a lot of people wrong, especially coming to Liverpool. He's He always said he wanted to be a centre midfield and he never got, that, never got that chance at Arsenal. So, I think he's had to prove a lot of people that he can do it. And that first season, he did. And obviously, because of the injury, he's never hit them heights again. But like you said, he, he does look like he's seeming to get him back to that. Um, so, yeah, long long may continue. He's, he's got to stay in the team for me at the moment. Um, obviously, another another great moment. Uh, Jota's goal, the way he took that. Oh, yeah. It was absolutely sublime. Uh, oh, that's, of, wasn't it? 
Reminded me a bit of Bobby's one from a couple of years ago. Um, I said to Neil the other day when we were in the boozer, he demands he's got that movement and the, the thinking like Fowler. Yeah. Mm. And every single person who posted the picture and videos that go Fowler, 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 yeah. it was just sublime, it was yeah. brilliant. It's just not even out his goal record since we signed him. It's just been second to none, really, hasn't it? It's been brilliant. Yeah. I was saying to Craig about when Wolves tweeted that they that we we they couldn't believe they got the money for him. Can you imagine them now? Uh, you know, they were saying, cannot believe the Scousers have just paid this much money for Jota, like rubbing their hands. Isn't he like, isn't he like one minute behind Salah's goal record? Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. I've seen minute. that. But it's, just, it's another classic example of our superior transfer strategy, which is why I've never got an FSG's back uh, because they don't panic buy. They never have panic buy. And to go and get Jota age 23 for that price now looks a bargain. And I yeah. said this the other day, Harry Maguire and Sancho more or less cost what we paid for our squad, if you think about it. It's Sadio Mane, 30 million, Salah, 30 million, Robertson, free, Matic, free. Cost us seven million, or I think it was twelve million. One of the two. I mean, I mean, Canate thirty million. The last twenty-one and built like a brick, so and so. Do you know what I mean? Literally, literally, unit. That game. You're allowed my... to swear on this, Neil. Oh, yeah, can you swear? <laughs> Great. Built like a brick shit house. <laughs> but I tell you what, one thing though, there was an image I seen when I was watching Liverpool Man United. Where I was like, is this is this right? So they were attacking United towards it, and you just seen. Van Dyke and Canate sent, and I thought they look like giants with two little mini me's at the side <laughs> of them. I was like, can you imagine being a centre forward and you're running against them two? Oh, Unbelievable. That's again, your way to kicked off and Canate oh, yeah. bags one of them. And he, he looks <laughs> yeah. about, is it Fred? And he's about that big. Yeah, there's t shirts <laughs> going for that, you know, t shirts and cups. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can get them for a tenner off eBay. <laughs> Mr. Trek there, Jay. <laughs> Uh, no, it is. It's, it's nice to have that. It's nice to have that cover in defence, especially after last season. Obviously, Phillips and Williams done a great job for us. Can't be underestimated. And oh, Kabak, obviously. Yeah. Um, but to have like four brilliant centre backs right now is 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 nice, and they're all staying fit. I think one thing we're doing this season very well is managing Joel Matter in the right way. Yeah. I think we've in the past we've rushed him back a bit because we know he's our second best centre half after Van Dijk. Whereas this season he must be playing too and getting a rest for a couple of games. It's the management of him is absolutely perfect this season. Yeah, I'd say if it was a top ten now centre backs, we've probably got three of them. Absolutely, easily, yeah. without a doubt. So yeah. it's it's only a matter of time, I think, before we start pushing on and catching Chelsea. To be honest, because they're they're not running away with it just yet. But I think the way they're going, they they could do. It's it's down to us and. City to a point a, a bit, but it, I think it's down to us at the minute to stop them running away with it. Um, it's obviously going to be tough, tough with the African Cup of Nations coming in. But I think we discussed it the other day. The only real game we've got during that is yeah, Chelsea. Good run of fixtures, yeah. Um, so it shouldn't be too much of an issue. Um, I just want to go back to what you said about Costas for a moment. Um, obviously, I think he's a testament to, like you said, our superior transfer strategy, mm. not panicking, picking out the right player. Do you think that's a sign then that we could eventually do the same with Trent? Because I think that's one thing we're lacking at the moment is a legitimate competition for Trent. Who's that to, mate? Is that to anyone? Anyone, yeah, just open. Do you want to, do you want to go, boys? Yeah. Go ahead, Craig, you have a go. Yeah. Um, I, think I think we do, obviously. I think, I think we're not going to do that. Um, or, or, 
yeah so would in that with that being said then where you say about his defensive works lacking a bit is there some games where you think you'd rather see gomez there just for his defensive ability um, um i'm trying to brighton um the other I went the game and I could see it. I went the game and I could see it. He had a bit of an off game with Brighton. And you think, yeah, you do need a bit more defensive cover. It was meant Brentford as well. You were targeting the right back position. And he'd done it all game. I think West Ham done it as well on the cross set pieces, sort of. Go towards the tenth side and stuff. I think teams are starting to suss him out defensively. I don't think they can ever suss him out. No, I mean, going forward, he's second to none. Um, but then I think you look at the players he's, he's compared to, Cancelo, Reese James, um, Wan-Bissaka, for some reason. Um, you know, did all you could argue they're all probably a bit better than him defensively. Um, but mm. I think what he offers going forward outweighs his defensive liabilities. I don't know, we'll swap any of them for him. But his defensively does need a bit of work. To, to be... To be yeah, so uh, just on the right-back situation for Trent, I watch a lot of football. Uh, it's, it's Italian football, German football, and I love Denzel Dumfries. Plays for Holland, right-back, plays for Inter Milan. Strong, powerful. So if we were going to, you know, get a right-back, the problem is he's going to want to play every week and he's not going to play every week. That's the only problem. So maybe, uh, like Craig says, you've got to just stick with Nico, who's started to get better. I mean, for Wales, I watched him the other night and he was outstanding. So, I mean, I don't know, he's young, so maybe keep with him. But if push came to shove and we could sign one, then mine would be Denzel Dumfries because he's quality. Yeah, he's a good player, then, to be fair. And I think yeah. Inter got him for a bargain. Exactly. Uh, but I think about 12 million to pay for him. Yeah, yeah. Like, bargain, absolute bargain. I think Nico, I, I like Nico personally. I think he's a good player. Um, I think if there was one player we were going to go for, I think we could get quite cheap. Um, if they go down again, is Max Adams. I think it's a yeah. bit of a... Bit of a he's a bit of a robo type player. I think he's a but he's a bit of a trend as well. He's he's good going forward. He's good defensively. And the key point is he's young. He'd be he'd absolutely love playing on the clock, and he would get the absolute best out of him. And then he'd have real competition at right back. Then I think. Yeah, that's similar to that Patterson at Rangers as well. I think he's supposed to be really highly rated, and I think you could get him for five six million. Yeah, but I reckon he'll go to Villa <clears throat> as one of uh, Gerard's first signings. Yeah, I think Steve, you'll end up getting a few players there. Joe Adibo, uh, yeah. Glenn Kamada. Probably Kent, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's got a, he's going to be bringing a few of them over. Um, but yeah, as I say, you know, I think, like you said, Neil, we all kind of knew how the game was going to go against Arsenal because of Arsenal. Um, mm. They have had a good season, but at the end of the day, I think we showed why we're fighting for the league and they're fighting for the top four. Uh, so it was a great performance. So coming up next, we've got a Porto on Wednesday. I thought it was tomorrow. For some reason, um, but yeah, Porto on Wednesday, and um, I believe you're going the game, are you, Craig? Um, no, well, I, I was gonna go, but I obviously I'm going to Southampton, uh, yeah. so I've got to take a mix up, yeah, so I'm at Southampton on Saturday, 
Uh, but we'll be doing a watch along for the game on um, on Wednesday on the channel. Great stuff. We'll, uh, we'll have to tune into that. Um, what what are your thoughts on on the Porto game then, Jay? Do you thinking we're going to see wholesale changes with with us being qualified first? No, I've said before. Sometimes you can you can change the team up too much, and it, it cocks momentum up of what you've just done. So I hope he doesn't change it too much. But we've seen, you know, when he, he risked Jota in that pointless Champions League game a season ago when he got injured and everyone was was moaning about it. So I don't think he can really win. If he plays a weakened team and we get battered, he, <laughs> we can't win. If yeah. he plays a boss team and we get injuries, then there's, there's people moaning. So me personally, I think every single footballer wants to play footy. Let them play a strong team, mix it up a little bit. And obviously a strong bench as well, and go for the win. Let's finish it in style, and then move on. Yeah, I agree. What about yourself, Neil? Would you do you want to see uh, mix I, old and young? You see, I I thought he would mix it up, but then he come out with that strange comment straight after the game, saying that financially Liverpool will not rest players because of the amount of money they receive from winning in the Champions League. And I thought, is it that much? Is it really that much? I mean, do we need the money that much? So I, I don't know why Klopp said that, but I think it's momentum with Klopp. I think he likes to keep. We were saying this about uh, about Man United's dip in form. They're always they're always sort of like there's no style, there's no change, there's no momentum. But Klopp likes to keep a winning team winning, and I just think he's probably thinking to himself, I know winning the group. I mean, have we won the group yet? I know we've qualified, but we haven't yeah, won the group. We have yeah, won it, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. So that's, yeah. that's surprising. Then I'm really surprised that. That is not going to rest. I mean, if Salah plays Marnie, if can you imagine if Salah or Marnie get injured? I mean, it doesn't bear thinking. So no. to me, I know Marnie's got the African Cup of Nations, but for me, I wouldn't play. For me, if I'm going to give my 11 now, I would start with Keller in goal. I'd play Nico right back. I'd play Gomez and Canate centre back. I'd play Costas at left back. The midfield three. I'd keep the Ox playing because I think the more games he gets under his belt will be better for him. Start Ox again. Give Hendo the captaincy because he's a captain and he should lead the team out. And he obviously didn't play, didn't start the other day. And I'd play uh, Fabinho in there just to. So we, you know, listen, we wanted to win the game. So Fabinho, Ox, and Hendo with the midfield three. That'd be strong. And then I tell you what, front three. Give a. I think Arig is Arigi injured still. I don't know if he's still injured. Still got enough. I don't. I, I don't know. Have. Touch, I think Wasn't he on the bench at the weekend, was he? If if not, go for Taki Minamino in the front three. Play him on the right, the wide right. Go for Jota as central striker and then on the left side, play Mane. I mean, that to me. And then you could bring on, give them an hour, win the game and then take off. You know, don't risk Salah. Don't risk Van Dijk. Don't risk the spine of the team, in my opinion. Don't, you know, all right, Thiago. In fact, instead of Fabinho, play Thiago. Thiago, Ox and Hendo in the midfield three is what I'd go for. But, you know, it is what it is. Klopp knows what he's doing. I'm just a football manager. I'm football manager. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> um, what about what about the likes of, like, uh, Tyler Morton and, and Kate, like, Kate Gordon? Players like this, Owen Beck. Would you would you like to see them get a bit of a Champions League experience, Craig? Uh, to be honest, yeah, I would. I'd like to see Tyler Morton get a start. Uh, I think he deserves it. He's seen him in a cup games and stuff. He's done well. And you see, he looks natural. He doesn't, doesn't panic when he's playing. Uh, he looks very calm on the ball. Um, same with Kate Gordon. He's, 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 a, very he's good a very good player. Um, obviously, obviously ones, ones for the future, future and stuff. But you see with Klopp, he likes to use them. He's brought Harvey Elliott. 
and I can't wait for him to get back from his injury. But uh, I like the way Klopp does it. He brings the young ones in, gives them a chance, and I can see him using a good few, a few of the young ones on um, Wednesdays, to be honest. Yeah, I'd like to see him myself. As I say, I think Morton definitely deserves a start. Um, I think he's been he's been faultless since he's since he's been playing. Uh, I'd say there's, there's a lot of them coming through this season for one reason or another. I'd say Owen Beck, uh, you know, you could even have like the likes of even younger, like Oakley, Cannonier and stuff like that. So you, there's, there's loads of them coming through. We, we could put a team of, of under-18s out to be fair, and they deserve it at the minute. They're playing well. Um, so, yeah, have you got any any score predictions or are you just happy to <laughs> let the game run its course? I'm happy. It's, I think we'll win, but I'm just going to happy to let the game run its course early. I don't think we'll lose... Even Anfield being behind them and stuff, even a player we can see, I still don't see us getting beat by Porto. So, so yeah, Liverpool win and a clean sheet. Yeah, it'd be, be nice to see Keller on the pitch again, actually. I uh, think he, the problem for us, for him is how good Alisson is um, because Keller in his own right is a, is a fantastic keeper. Um, I think we've all been impressed with him since he's since he's become second choice. Um just want to ask you all your opinion, so we can do this one by one, uh, on Gerard going to Villa, because I don't think me and Jay, we haven't done one discussing that at all since it's happened. So uh, we'll start with you, Jay. What, what's your thoughts on Gerard to Villa? Hey, he's Aston Villa. I think the fans are knobheads, um, to be honest with you. So <laughs> just to sing about Gerard, how he's there. He had little parties for him when he retired. So... Uh, um, I hope he does. I hope he does all right with them, and he's he used them as a stepping stone to a bigger club. But all the talk about him using them to come to Liverpool and all this stuff, you know, he leaves the same month as Klopp and all that. I'm not ready for them discussions yet. I'm not ready to talk about Klopp leaving and Gerard coming in because it doesn't interest me one bit. I want to see Klopp sign a contract, and if he doesn't, then then we'll talk about it. But yeah, to be honest, um, when out sat when out sat the night and they were nil-nil and then he scored two and I was buzzing for him so I won't be fickle I'm not a big fan of Aston Villa but now he's there I've liked Celtic all my life and I want the Rangers to win the, um, the league so I'm one of them ones <laughs> wow. but, uh, I, I was the same with them to be fair like same um, what about you? What about you Neil? What's your thoughts on Well I'm, I'm, in, I'm a little bit into it a bit more than Jay because um being a McMillan, we come from a, a big Scottish family, my dad's side, and I've got Rangers fans in my family and Celtic fans. So it was weird because I'd always been a, a Celtic sort of follower from a distance. You'll never walk alone, dog leash. Uh, but I couldn't do it. I couldn't I couldn't want Stevie Stevie to fail. And that's because he's my hero. And I, you know, I met him once and he was great. Uh, people say don't meet your hero, but he was amazing with me. Uh, and basically. People say that he, he's not he's not getting himself ready for Liverpool. He is. I'll tell you why. Tactically, he is. What 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 formation did he play with Villa on Saturday? Four three three straight away. Four three three. He took that when he took the under twenty three job at Liverpool. He, our philosophy is we play the football, the same uh, brand of football, the same tempo, the same gegenpressing, pressing, the same four three three all the way through our academies. Right, goes all the way through the eighteens to the twenty threes. Four three three. He does that. He takes that to Rangers. They did. They did the what's it called? You know, like the Legends games we have, Anfield Legends games. Rangers copied that. I went up there and watched Liverpool play Rangers in the Legends game. What I mean is, he's he's, he's, he's literally he, he likes his free midfield like we used to have when Alden, Hendo, 
uh, etc. And he does that. He had that with the three Adit Rangers. Uh, obviously, uh, the guy in midfield. What's his name? That oh god, uh, I forgot his name now. The real big, tall, lanky midfielder. What's his name? Oh god, my mind's gone blank. And he's trying to sign him for Villa. Anyway, he plays a free midfield. He plays a free up front. And that's the formation that, that, that he's stuck with his whole career. And I think what he'll do is he'll, he'll know how to play that system for when he gets the Liverpool job, because that's exactly what Kamara, Glenn Kamara, finally just popped in my head now. Glenn Kamara in the middle with uh, with Jack, uh, uh, Thingy Jack in the midfield. So it, that's what he plays. But with, with, with Steve here, a lot of people said he got that Villa job because he's Steven Gerrard. Absolute rammel. When he took over Rangers... They'd not beaten Celtic away for nine years. They'd not qualified for the Europa League in 10 years. They'd not won the league for 10 years. And people say, oh, it's Scotland. So it's easy to win there. Okay, so he's left this week and they've just got beat 3-1 at home to Hibs. So if it was that easy, then why didn't they turn Hibs over at the weekend? But what I mean is with Steve here, is apparently he he did a five-hour interview for the Villa job and he gave details of not only... Uh, how we, how we, how we would change Villa's fortunes, but each individual player was analysed and how we could improve them. I read it honestly, I couldn't believe it. And he's took his team with him. It's very clever in bringing Gary McAllister with him. You know, old head. If you've read Stephen Gerrard's first ever book, his first biography, Gerard Hulia said to him, "Watch Gary McAllister and learn everything from him." Right? And Gerrard said, with his ego, he said, "What? Well, learn from Gary McAllister? I'm Stephen Gerrard." And he said he learned everything from Gary as a player because Gary used to come up to him and say, look, you know, when you're giving the ball away, make your next, next pass simple. And it's just little things like that. So he's learned, he's got that right people around him. And I generally do believe this. Listen, I don't want Klopp to go either. I love Jurgen Klopp. I mean, if he signs enough, I mean, even Gerard's even said that himself. He wants Klopp to sign a lifetime contract. But for me, you have to, you have to just look at it in, in the sense of he's Liverpool through and through. And there's, what's it like? A come, it's like be a come down, wouldn't it? Can you imagine going from Klopp to like someone else? Nah, nah, the come down would be massive. Klopp to Gerard. Do you know if he, for instance, if he wins absolutely not on Aston Villa and he's there bottom 10 to you? I don't think he has to. But do you just give him the job because he's Steven Gerrard at Liverpool then? No. His European record, his European record at Rangers was brilliant as well. I mean, I think he got him to the knockout phases of the Europa League twice. Uh, I mean, so he's a good manager. He's young. He's 41. I'm not saying he's ready now. In three seasons in the Premier League, I think he will get better. He's, he's pitting his wits against Pep Guardiola, Thomas Tuchel, Jurgen Klopp. He's got to tactically outmind them. I think that'll make him a better manager. I personally think if he finishes in the top six with Villa, he's done well. If he gets them into Europe, that's a trophy yeah. for me. No, that, that's I agree. If he if he if he makes them better than they are now, yeah, yeah, oh yeah. If if if, if they go down, he's gone. Top he won't get six, the full job. Top eight. He, yeah. If you get them in your Europa League, please, yeah. then yeah, yeah, fair play. But yeah. I think if we go from Jurgen Klopp to a manager who's got Aston Villa into a Europa League spot, that's still a come down for me. I, yeah, but there's no. I, the, I don't want to be going. There's no way up from Klopp, is there? Is there a way up from Klopp? I think the best thing to do for Liverpool is when they step away from Klopp. It's Pep Linders. See, and I they go from, yeah, from yeah. Who, who knows, he's, where you're saying Gerrard's learning from McAllister, Pep Linders is learning from Klopp now, underneath him. So that's my way I go. Yeah, but I totally agree with that opinion. <laughs> we, we did a video on that and we said that Pep Linders had one job in management and was sacked after three months. That's yeah. my only That's my only concern with Pep Linders. Yeah. Everyone knows, as a, I think some, some people are, 
a better suited to being coaches rather than managers. Yeah. And right now, Pep Linders is one of them because he's had, like you say, that one managerial job and he lasted three months. So yeah. nobody really knows about him as a manager. But yeah. if you want someone who's who's in with Klopp and learning from him all the time, then right now there is nobody better than Pep Linders. So f- for that reason, yeah, I would like him in. I'd just be a bit cautious about him at the same time. But then, you're gonna, like you said, there's no way up from Klopp. So no, no way. There's absolutely. <laughs> it's not, is there? You'd, you'd have to, you'd have to bring like Guardiola and Tuchel in together or something. I love the idea of it. It's like a smackhead going. It's like a smackhead going on methadone. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if Klopp leaves and Jedi was to come in as you know, we've just won the league. We've got, we've got Joe. And Gerard's done very well at Villa, then you're excited. But if it's not to be, then we'll see, won't we? I hate yeah, the whole three tour. years away, isn't it? It's a, yeah, it's, a, it's a big ask for him. It's he's got to, like you said, he's got to do well. Whether he sees it as a stepping stone to Liverpool or not, he knows he's touted. He's been touted for the Liverpool job yeah. from the moment he retired, and he knows he's got to perform with Villa. So yeah, it's got to be top six. It's got to be getting to a final and you know, getting close, winning it. It's got to be stuff like that for him to even have a, a shot at the job. Yeah, definitely. It's got to be on performance related why he comes, not not on merit for what he's done for the club in the past, really. He has to prove himself as a manager and in three years, if he still hasn't proved himself, then he's not ready at that time, is he? So it's, it's more a fact of just seeing where he is in three years' time, how far he's done with Villa and then to take it from there. Because as I said, if he does nothing, then he doesn't really deserve the Liverpool job. Exactly, and I think we've made that mistake in the past. You look at Graham Souness when we gave him the job; he not done too much. I think he, I think he was at Rangers. Well, funny enough, he was at Rangers managerial before he come to us, and then you know stunk the place out basically when he was at us there yeah. as a manager. So we've been, we've been, we've done that way before, and it hasn't exactly worked out. So going going back to Brendan Rodgers, what did Brendan Rodgers actually do to get the job? I mean, I think Swansea finished mid table, didn't they? Yeah, I think that was Man. it. I think that was all it was with them. First season in the Premier League, a young manager who was playing good football, yeah, and yeah. that's what FSG wanted. I can understand why they brought him in, and you know it nearly it nearly paid uh, off. We, we, people forget we played some amazing football that season under under Rogers. We just couldn't defend. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think at that time as well. We replaced Tagliisto because under Tagliisto took over an absolute shipwreck and got us to two finals. I know, and sacked him. Should have won against. Devastated, I was. Mm. Andy Carroll's goal went in. I, I think going back to Rogers as well, though it was—it's more so at the time when we we got Rogers, we haven't nearly won the league, we haven't won the Champions League recently. When you try and change a manager from Klopp to your next one, with what like what we've won the past few years, you'd have to find a top quality manager to come in to replace him. Really, definitely. Yeah. No, I think Brendan Rogers was was a transitional sort of manager. I think. At the time, like you said, we were nowhere near the league, really. We were nowhere near the Champions League. And to be fair to him, he come in and he, he turned it around within a, two seasons. So he's got to be given credit for that alone. But it, it obviously went to shit the next season and the, and the bit of the season after. But And that's now why we've got Klopp. So thanks, Rogers, for fucking up, because now we've got Klopp. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so a couple of big games coming up, obviously. Um, got Southampton at the weekend. Um Ralph Hasenhuhl, good manager. He's gets them playing well. Don't know why we survived the two nine nils. I'm not going to lie. Um, but again, are we expecting expecting wins all around there, Jay? Yeah, lads, it's Liverpool. You should be winning every game. Realistic, got no injuries, and you no know, go away to Man City. 
even go away to Man United nine times out of ten, it's a tough game. But it's Liverpool. We should be we should be blowing teams like Southampton away. So I'll be yeah, here to see what team he put out against Porto. Again, you'll probably be able to mix it up a little bit against Southampton. Um, games like that is where if a league is on form, you can you can put him in against teams like Southampton and just and just go at them. But if we press the way we did against Arsenal, mate, got no issues and whatsoever with blowing anyone away. No. And um, that's it. It's about keeping that up now. I think hopefully we've had our little blip. The few draws that the loss to West Ham, hopefully that that's our blip. And it's happened early on in the season and it's not going to affect us too much. Um, so, yeah, looking forward to the Porto game. Um, and, yeah, I just want to see a decent team out and get the win. Um, but I think that I think we'll leave it there for today. It's uh, been a been a good first episode with you on. Really happy you can join us, and um, hopefully you know it'll be a long running thing, and we'll get you on all the time. Sad. Yeah, okay. sounds good. Thanks for joining us, boys. Thanks, no worries, See you in a bit, lads. Yeah, see you soon. Sports Social Podcast Network.